Well, I think both fans are excited because they finally have a direction that's been clear-cut now for a year. And the other sports uh, are in the midst of their own rebuilding, as you mentioned. And every sport has sort of a different dynamic. In basketball, you can you, you can probably do it quicker. It's, it's more um, of a process where you have to bottom out. And I think they did that. I, I think the worst is probably over. Dylan Cease is a kid. Saw a video of him last year around this time. And I, I saw video clips of him in, in some games, a small sample size in a ball. He was in a ball. And I said, this kid looks pretty good. I like the way he looked. He gave me a good feel. You know, mechanically, he looked good. He threw his pitches, had a good body, a lot of good things, attributes, assets, gifts that he has. That's the question is whether or not he really is going to be the franchise quarterback that they believe he will be. I was wondering at first if he was able to be, be their coach, like take the friendships away for a little bit, and they're still all going to be friends and everything, and they all have those relationships. But it's a new relationship now with Ross being the manager. It proves why they brought in Ross. Ross has done a lot different than what Madden would do. As the season's gone along, and right now what I'm thinking is the Cubs front office did a great job bringing him in. So, you know, we always talk about whenever we get asked this question, you know, we say, we say how we love Melissa in the sense that Melissa was somebody that we all knew for years prior. So, you know, it was hard having her leave, but once Leah came, I mean, it was amazing. It was a whole new vibe. And, you know, we're, we're trying to win a championship here, and we know Leah's going to get us there. Obviously, with the way that the off season has been going and $300 million contracts being handed out left and right, you can't really say $75 million is too, too much money in that perspective, but it is still the most money in total contracts given out to a free agent in White Sox history. So it's it's weird that it's coming off of them saying that they weren't going to spend any money, that they end up spending the most money that they ever have. But, you know, it kind of makes you think that in the future, if other things are going well, if they're playing good baseball, maybe they can extend that out. Maybe they can hand out a $300 million contract. It's a positive season because you answered your biggest question, and that was whether or not you actually had a quarterback for the long term, and you do in Justin Fields. Now it's about finding that supporting cast that can really help bring out the best in him. And you already have some guys who can help him do that. And you have some guys on defense that can be effective as well. But you have to really make the most of the cards you're dealt with this offseason. Hey, this is Nate Jones. Hey, everyone. It's Luke Stuckmeyer. This is Neil Doyle. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 to score and ISU Redbird alum. Hey, everybody, it's Marcus Grant. Hey, this is Alex Dolaner. Hey, Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. Now time. It's now time. It's now time. It's now time for the fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. And here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome into the 72nd episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farrell here with you on April 25th, 2023, welcoming listeners to the 72nd episode of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. I'm your host for the special edition where it's preview for the 2023 NFL Draft where the Chicago Bears have their biggest draft in franchise history with 10 draft picks and already a trade down to pick number nine from the first overall pick that netted them star wide receiver DJ Moore. I'm here to give you all things Chicago Bears coverage news preparing you for the draft and just to start out Will's fifth quarter trivia will not be back for this episode it will be back in future Will's quarter special episodes. Back here on Will's quarter special episode 72 2023 NFL draft is coming around so let's get into some stuff we did not expect like it put 
fans on surprise. We knew the Bears were going to trade that first round. And let, let's first briefly thank, I got to pay homage to Will Score special fans here on this one. We need to pay homage to our favorite former Chicago Bears coach, former U of I head coach, former now Texans head coach, Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith went for a Hail Mary play with Davis Mills and the Texans to score a miracle touchdown that netted the Bears the first overall pick and to make where they are in this draft possible. We have to thank Lovey Smith right now for making this possible for Bears fans. I think they need to build a statue in Arlington Heights in the next few years of Lovey Smith, but the trade, just to let Will Secor special fans know, the Bears, if hopefully you weren't living under a rock and you saw the trade, but if you didn't, fans, we're going to update you on all uh, the details and what went where. So the Chicago Bears traded the first overall pick within the last two months back on March 10th to the Carolina Panthers, and they acquired the ninth overall pick in this year's draft, a second-round pick this year, a first-round pick next year, a second-round pick in 2025, and star wide receiver DJ Moore, who's their best wide receiver, the GM saying like they're almost in tears pretty much, having to get rid of this guy right now. Everyone knows the name DJ Moore. Deep threat, but he's going to have a better quarterback, as we've seen the Panthers had so much of a carousel quarterbacks. I mean, it is also interesting just to get in the free agency that they did sign his former quarterback, P.J. Walker, as the Bears' backup, and a former running back he played with in Deontay Freeman. The Bears made some really big free agent signings as well. Just briefly touched on that. We got Nate Davis, a guard, former Titan. We got, as I mentioned, Deontay Freeman. David Montgomery goes to Detroit. But a lot of the moves were mostly on the defensive side. So we saw the Bears getting linebacker galore, defensive tackle, Andrew Billings, former Raider. We saw Demarcus Walker, another former Tennessee Titan player. And the Bears still have so much money in cap space before they consider player extensions on their current roster pre or post-draft. Aaron Rodgers was traded. We heard about it months ago. He did some weird thing that's probably going to be, a movie's going to be made out of it. The Aaron Rodgers, knowing Hollywood, they'll probably make a movie out of it or something. How he decided for four days in darkness what he was going to do. He goes on a Pat McAfee show, says, I'm going to go to the New York Jets. Trade was not finalized until this week. They swapped pick 13 and 15, so Green Bay gets 13 in this year's draft in the first round. The Jets get number 15 and a future fifth round pick and a possible future first and second with that first to the Packers. Now we have to talk about this before we get into our predictions here. I know a lot of Will score special fans are wondering, as we usually do, we like to predict where the Bears might make certain picks. They have 10 draft picks. Very exciting, but we're going to break it down by the three days because there's so many picks to cover. We want to leave you, Will score special fans, with some questions you can figure out on your own. We're just getting you started here on this preview version here on episode 70. I'm going to get started. We're putting ourselves in the shoes of if we are the GM, Ryan Polk, and we're on draft night making these picks. I'm going to start here, and a lot of people are going to be surprised by this. I've been thinking a lot about this one, and it's something I heard. So there was a press conference earlier today by, and I respect Ryan Poles a lot, but I also have earned a lot of respect now just hearing him talk, the assistant GM, former Philadelphia Eagles front office person, Ian Cunningham, and, you know, him answering questions about what the Bears might do in the draft. And he said he's not afraid to take a running back within the top 10. And I'm just thinking of that Bears offense, you know. There's a lot of picks where they can't address the offense and the defensive lines, but we need to get Fields another weapon because getting D.J. Moore made a real statement that the Bears are ready to start competing this year if all the picks and the rest of free agency pan out during training camp as well. I want Bijan Robinson 
out of Texas. I think him in a Bears uniform next to a Justin Fields would be an incredible opportunity for this Bears offense that last year was run first, run heavy, just kind of comparing as well to what our offensive coordinator has run. When he was in Green Bay, he had two running backs to run it with. So if you get a Bijan Robinson, Fields does a bit of rushing stuff. Those two would be a deadly duo. DJ Moore, Mooney, Claypool, whatever guy the Bears get after improving that offensive line and D-line, they could be deadly with a B. John Robinson. That is my pick at ninth overall. Will score special fans, if you don't like that, just at me at William D. Faro right here on the podcast. They do not have pick 32. That was their original pick, but that was so Wilson score special fans know that was during the trade deadline this past year in the trade that brought Chase Claypool to Chicago. So that pick belongs to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have heard rumors, though, just to mention that there is a chance the Bears could trade down to number 17 possibly with the Pittsburgh Steelers and they could try and get that second-round pick back, but we'll see. We're going to pick a player from day two and day three that we have our eye on with any of those picks, and I'm going to go offensive line this time. There is a player that's projected to go in the second round that Ryan Poles has been apparently heavily scouting. He's a redshirt junior from Fort Wayne, Indiana, Joe Tippman a center from the Wisconsin Badgers. And a lot of people are saying, why not tackle? I think center's a big position as well because we haven't had a set center long-term with our young quarterback. And a good offensive line and quarterback in an offensive scheme in the NFL, we've seen them have very strong rapport between center and quarterback. And I would love to see that for the Chicago Bears in terms of their first offensive line draft pick of these 10 picks or possibly more given any trades that might happen. I really like this guy's you know, athleticism. He's ranked third at the combine between all centers in the league, you know, in terms of players that are coming into the league. And I'm just really interested in what he can bring to the table. He's projected to go, you know, year two, could be a day one starter easily. He's a good move blocker and makes adjustments to targets in space. He's got really good intelligence. And I think him and Fields could be a really good pair. I'm going to go quickly here, day three pick. I'm thinking Stetson Bennett, quarterback, seventh round pick to the Chicago Bears. I know it's really low, but just I think that's where he's going to end up in the draft right now. He's going to be like a backup quarterback, I think, in the league, and you could use a young backup for Justin Fields, and George is a good program, so I think he'd be a good guy to go with. We might see a Jackson Smith Jimba go rejoin Justin Fields, and we say it I don't know how many times on this show. I'm going to have to start keeping track, but I always say expect the unexpected, and that goes with anything in sports, but especially the NFL draft. I think that's possible. Uh, I'm going to pick a player quickly we should watch for if the Bears don't go B. John Robinson, and he goes to Philadelphia at 10 maybe, or I'm hearing the Patriots advise on him, or Houston maybe, I think, probably could at running back. I could see a Chase Brown out of Illinois maybe go there in the later rounds. The Bears are historically known for looking at running backs in the mid-rounds, so that's possible as well. There's a player we have not mentioned that a lot of fans have been wondering about, projecting, analysts, the GMs talked a lot about him, Jalen Carter. Talent's great, but it's something I've seen from Ryan Pohl in the front office compared to the Bears' pass regime. If Ryan Pace was around, I think he'd pick this guy or trade up for a quarterback again. I don't think Jalen Carter would be a smart pick character-wise for the Bears just because of what's been out there in the media. And you can look into him all you want, but I think it comes down to offensive line and something offensive with that first pick. Because last year we saw the first two picks, even though they were not in the first round, went to defense. And you're wanting to see what Justin Fields can do this year. You know, this is like a make-or-break year they're saying because the Bears could easily go get a star quarterback next year in the draft if Fields doesn't work out because they're going to have two first rounds, possibly more, depending on any trades that are made in a few days here. They could get another first round pick next year in the draft. You never know. That's the way trades in the NFL draft go. You never expect what you're going to find out. 
So all we're doing here is just predicting it. And I think, given that regard with the Justin Fields stuff I just mentioned, you need to get offensive-style guys. If I see a Paris Johnson or a Bijan or a Jackson Smith, I think starting to draft that way and then you go and use one of those two second-rounders, offensive and defensive or both defensive, you're still having a lot of picks to use for both sides. The Bears, I believe, are going to come out of this draft being a wild-card favorite going into next year, maybe more. Because now with Aaron Rodgers gone, this division is wide open. Host Will Farrell here with you on Episode 72. A lot of exciting things going on for Chicago Bears, and we talked about it with the draft. Anything could happen. You know, we're going to give predictions, but it's always interesting to see, you know, you predict one thing um, within the weeks and months leading up to the draft, and then you see something out of the ordinary. Like, when we drafted Justin Fields here in Chicago a few years ago, a lot of people said, oh, the Bears are going to stay at 20, take Tevin Jenkins. Well, history showed, well, you were still able to get Tevin Jenkins in that second round, and then you traded up to get your quarterback of the future right now, Justin Fields. So... You know, I think, you know, we talked about that trade and the impact getting a DJ Moore and all those draft picks has on the Bears. It's a huge impact. And, you know, I we gave our stances on the draft. I think, you know, even from seeing that presser I mentioned we I saw earlier by Assistant General Manager Ian Cunningham earlier this afternoon, it's just the Bears are taking a smart approach. You know, they're not saying, oh, we're going to go one way and avoid the other. They're being very open to it. We haven't seen that in the team's history of the Chicago Bears front offices where they would have this proper due diligence and approach like this current front office does. We saw that last year play out, and we're seeing that hopefully in this year's draft too. With 10 draft picks, you can maybe turn that into more the way Ryan Poles trades down. You know, I think we'll see that in days two and three for sure if last year shows anything. So you could add even more picks and players to that, which I think is exciting. And then undrafted free agents. But I think it's definitely going to be interesting come Thursday night what the Bears do. They might stay at number nine, who they'll get. So I think, you know, it's going to be exciting to see what the Bears do. It's going to have a lot of Bears fans on the edge of their seats, but luckily it's less than 48 hours away. So hang in there, Will Score Special fans. I'll head into the favorite ending segment of the show everyone enjoys. It's Will's Sports Movie Moments. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-host, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern-day sports. Listeners can hop onto the podcast Facebook profile and Twitter page at William D. Farlow and post their own sports movie moment favorite for a chance to have it read on future Will's Headquarters Special episodes. So, obviously, mine's going to be related to the draft, and it's draft day. It's a favorite movie of mine since it came out when I was in high school in 2012. So, the scene in draft day, it's where Sonny Weaver Jr. is talking to people in the Cleveland Browns front office that he works with. He's the general manager in the movie, fictitiously, of the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, he's talking to Allie, who works in the salary cap department, and, you know, a lot of people are wondering why he picks players a certain way. And he says it's a character thing for him. And, you know, it's that scene where he's talking to Tom Michaels even, too, where, you know, he's like, oh, it's a character thing for me. And when he's asked why he didn't take Bo Callahan in the movie, you know, star quarterback in that draft. And it compares a lot to the Jalen Carr situation the Chicago Bears are in. You know, in my honest opinion, the Bears could get somebody more on the offensive side in the ninth pick, a safer option like a B. John Robinson or a offensive tackle like you heard us talk about with Alex Henning here on episode 72. And I think it just shows the risk in the draft because, yeah, Warren Slapp was a Hall of Fame player and had issues, but you want to bring a guy into your team that's not just talented but has the right culture fit, and there's a chance Jalen Carter does have that. We don't know that as fans. 
only those people in the front office know better than us. So we as fans can just be hopeful, you know, that they make the right choice for the future of the team. So I think this scene compares really well to how we've also seen, you know, like I complimented the front office Chicago Bears just doing so well on, you know, their due diligence, how they approach the players, the whole darts thing, the little games they do, you know, draft prep and getting to know these guys at the combine even. I think it's really great. So if you haven't seen drafted, this scene compares really well to what the Bears have done. I think how they've approached things with Jalen Carter and other players and Hopefully that'll uh, go well for them in a positive direction in Thursday night's draft. So if you haven't seen Draft Day, go watch it before the draft, guys. It's a really good movie that'll get you pumped up for this week's NFL draft here in 2023. That is all the time we have in Episode 72 of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. Tune in next time as we have continued regular season coverage for the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs early on in the 2023 Major League Baseball season. The Chicago Skies are getting ready for their upcoming season here this spring. The Chicago Bulls, as they are getting into their offseason upcoming draft, what direction this team's going to go. They might rebuild, they might not. We're going to find out and cover it for you here as it continues to unfold. We'll cover all things Illinois State Redbird Athletics, as we always do on the Redbird Sports Update episodes. And we'll cover all things through the draft, the Chicago Bears, and the continued of the offseason moving forward. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, you turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Farrell, saying so long from Will's fifth quarter special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials on our new website at willsfifthquarterspecial.com. Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. Farlow and share it with us with the hashtag Will's Fifth Quarter Special. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special.